Greetings to you all. Welcome to the Elseworld Citizen Podcast. I'm your host, TJ, and this is episode zero. So today we'll be talking about what the show is about, why it's called Elseworld, a little history lesson on Elseworld comics, and we'll be talking about my comic book selection for the day, Teen Titans, Scissors, Paper, Stone. Hello fellow citizens, welcome to the Elseworld Podcast. Here we explore the far reaches of unknown comics, DC, Marvel related, some independent comics, Image, Boom, Dark Horse, IDW, you name it, we'll probably be talking about it. First, a little history lesson on Elseworlds. What is Elseworlds? Well, it started all the way back, if you really want to count it, all the way back in 1942. The tradition actually began with Superman. A lot of people like to say it was Batman Gotham by Gaslight, but no, Superman actually did have a comic that was unrelated to any story arc at the time, therefore fitting in with the uh, Elseworlds genre. Um, However, it did officially start becoming trademarked uh, in 1989, and the first one that was ever published under the Elseworlds title was Gotham by Gaslight, a story about Bruce Wayne um, in the uh, Victorian age, um, and it was all about Jack the Ripper, was had returned to London um, at the same time as Bruce Wayne, and Bruce Wayne becomes framed for the murders uh, that Jack the Ripper commits. So he must go out into the world, don the Cape Crusader mask, and and uh, clear his name and find the true killer. So that was the first one, and it's gone. All, it's run for several decades. Um, it officially kind of came to a close back in uh, 2010. There was uh, one last one. It was a Superman comic that was technically not tied in with New 52 or anything else like that. Um, And uh, that was it. It was kind of the end of Elseworlds. Some people like to call the one-off or one-shot comics that recently have been coming out as Elseworld-like, but they're not really given that trademark. Uh, DC has kind of dropped that. So that was a little bit about Elseworlds. Now here's about a little bit about the show. Now, really, honestly, the whole goal of this show, guys, is to talk about the positivity of storytelling, um, give you guys a little inside window into some of the obscure comics that I like to read. And my hope is, is that it'll open you guys up to different forms of stories, uh, different types of characters. And in the end, be a little bit more open to the different types of stories that are told by Hollywood, um, whether it be in TV, animated, or live action uh, film form. Really, the goal is here to, you know, be able to take some positivity from it, you know. We're getting all these amazing comic book TV shows and movies, um, you know, there's always something good to be taken from them. And I think the best way to open your mind to that is by reading more comics, but also reading different comics. Don't just read the streamline uh, DC Marvel comics. Read the really weird ones, the obscure ones, the ones that may not be considered canon anymore, because that opens you up to the concept of being a little bit more ready for the different interpretations that you will get when you go in to see the movies or the TV shows. So without further ado, let's talk about our Elseworld comic of the day. And this is an Elseworld comic. Uh, It came out back in the early 2000s. Um, It's called Teen Titans Scissors Paper Stone. And 
The synopsis of this is, in the future, a group of teenagers decides to create a team that draws upon the heroic archetypes of the Teen Titans to defeat a great threat. And our main characters are Captain Thug, who is our Robin, or slash Batman. Um, We'll get into that in a little bit. Um, We have Dead Pretty Boy, which is our Starfire. It's a gender bend on Starfire. And we have Prosthetic Lass, which is the gender bend on Cyborg. It is now a blonde uh, teenage girl. And then we have Witchy Poo, who is kind of our ringleader. Um, It's a very huge departure from a traditional raven. Now, it's written and penned by Adam Warren, who is known for comics such as Bubblegum Crisis, Empowered, Dirty Pear, and Street Fighter Unlimited. It was inked by Tom Simmons, colored by Joe Rosas. And I hope I'm pronouncing, pronouncing his last name right. So Teen Titans Scissors Paper Stone is um, one of the more weird Elseworld comics. It does not follow any of the traditional um, comic book types. A lot of Elseworld comics, um, the characters will still keep to their true um, archetypes. They'll stick to the same moral codes that they had in the traditional comics. Teen Titans Scissors Paper Stone is a complete departure from the true Teen Titans. Um, But it has a really unique message. Um, and really what this is, is this is kind of like a futuristic kick-ass almost. Um, it's same idea in which, you know, these teens decide to don the archetype figures that they sort of idolize, um, sort of, uh, sort of almost look up to in, in a certain way. Um, but really the ringleader of all this is Witchy Poo, who is the raven of the story. And she does truly have magic, whether it be from science, some experiment or whatever. It's not exactly described really, um, but we know she has magic and she has the ability to transform people into these heroes. And she has a massive fascination with the superheroes. Kind of take take the Robin of Teen Titans Go and take that mentality and slap it into Raven um, and have her a lot more confident, a lot more egotistical about her powers. That's what this Raven is. She's very indifferent, um, about what's going to happen to her friends. Um, she doesn't really think about the consequences of her actions. All she's thinking of is, you know, I can turn us all into superheroes. We're going to go fight these aliens that are attacking our home and we're all going to be the heroes of the day. Everyone's going to love us in the end. It's going to be great. Everything's going to be just fine. Um, and so this, the scary part about this story is when, upon first reading it, you think, you know, oh, Raven's kind of, she knows what's best. This is a very futuristic world in which people live on a satellite and they're attacked by these alien-like creatures every now and then. And there's only so much military protection. So... At first you think, you know, oh, Raven's got the right idea. You know, this place needs superheroes again. They need the Teen Titans. But upon reading it a second time, you begin to realize that, no, she's really delusional. Uh, delusional. Um, she's, she's out of her depth, and she has basically forced all of her friends, or people she knows at least, to becoming the Teen Titans, unwillingly almost. She's really good at convincing them and she kind of rushes them into it too which is another thing um promises kind of fortune and glory from the beginning really starts to 
paint this pretty picture of what they'll become despite their miscomings. Um, it's most prevalent with Prosthetic Lass, who is the cyborg character. Um, she is very much against it. Um, she's very much terrified because she's actually gone through tragedy. We're not really clear if the other characters truly have. I think Dread, uh, I mean, a uh, dead pretty boy who is Starfire and Prosthetic Lass are kind of the only two who have supposedly gone through actual tragedy. Um, Prosthetic Lass is the one who is truly told of the story. And she suffered, you know, she literally almost died. She, she had, her whole body was incinerated through um, the explosion of her home. And she had to get a fully prosthetic body replacement. Um, and so she's already like, I don't want to go into war. I don't want to fight. I've already gone through hell and back. I just want to live a normal life again. And then she does the most crazy thing is that um, Captain Thug, who is the pseudo Robin of the story, is actually her uh, is actually Raven's ex-boyfriend. Um, and he kind of sticks around because he thinks he's got a chance with her. You know, if I, if I play this game with her, if I say yes to everything she wants, maybe I'll get a chance. And he's constantly in, in his dialogue before he becomes the Robin of the story. He, he's very much constantly trying to win her back over, at least as a friend in a friend position. You can just tell from his dialogue that he's very hopeful that they'll become a thing again. And so Witchy Poo does, I think, the most heinous thing, honestly, to to her ex-boyfriend. She has a artificial intelligence copy, like a, a, a genetic copy of Bruce Wayne's mind. And because her ex is, everyone's kind of technologically advanced in some ways, shape, or form, she basically plugs the AI into her ex's brain. And he loses all consciousness and... Bruce kind of takes over and it's kind of sad because even Bruce kind of calls her out on it saying, you know, this is really messed up. You only do this whenever there's catastrophe. It's, it's an interesting, it's a, it's a very cautionary tale about trying to duplicate who you idolize. And, and honestly, the consequences of, of being heroes, it's very much an amateur story. It's a very kick-ass like story where, you know, this girl who has the capability, she she knows she could, but she never stopped to ask if she if she should. And she goes headfirst into the, into a battle that none of them are truly prepared for, apart from the Robin, uh, the pseudo Robin of this story, who has experienced battles and fights fights before. Prosthetic Lass kind of kind of puts up a fight, but she also suffers greatly from it. And in the end, it's the the story of re realizing, you know true sacrifice being a hero means means putting yourself before others and and understanding that sacrifices will be made um regardless of if if it's willingly or by circumstance it will happen some someone's going to die you know someone's going to get hurt um it's the cost of being a vigilante it's the cost of being a hero and raven does learn a very tough lesson it's a beautifully drawn book. If you're into manga, if you're into anime, you're going to really pick this up really quickly. But in the end, it's a cautionary tale of, you know, of these kids who idolized heroes and truly didn't understand the amount of sacrifice it takes to be a superhero, to be a vigilante. It's a very different Teen Titans. It's a, it's a much more 
um, critical look at superheroes, I, I would say that this is a, a even more cynical look at superheroes and about vigilantism than even The Dark Knight Returns. Because The Dark, Dark Knight Returns at least ends on hope. This story kind of makes you question, you know, is there really hope in the distance? Will these kids be able to pick themselves up and become the heroes? I'm a little bummed that there's not another one, that there wasn't a sequel to this comic. I've tried looking for it. If you guys who are listening know of it, please let me know. So we're getting on the 15 minute mark here. So I'm going to start wrapping up so that uh, this first episode isn't too long. I really want to first, before I let you guys go, really want to talk about the the new motto that I'm going to have for the show, which is called Keeping an Elseworld State of Mind. Because, you know, we, we hear so much in the news today about, you know, fan backlash on castings and TV or movies. And we even hear how comic book fans are becoming toxic. We as the Elseworld Society need to stand together on our love of comics, regardless if they are, you know, exactly like the ones that we, we knew in the past or like our favorite animated shows. Um, you know, that's the beauty of Elseworld. That's the beauty of what it stands for. It gives us a chance to enjoy a story for what it is and continue on to the next one. Comics, TV, and film are all subjective, and we need to spread positivity and love for these stories back into the world. And that's why I like to call it an Elseworld's state of mind. So that's all for today, my fellow citizens. Remember, stay positive, and the next time someone bashes, you know, a movie or a TV or even a comic, ask them what they liked about the show. Disregard what was wrong and focus on what worked. So thank you all for listening, and remember to always keep an Elseworlds state of mind. Again, my name is TJ. I look forward to seeing you guys on next episode. Have a good one. Farewell.